Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, high school national championship, college national championship, and the college bracket event, leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are. And for more information about how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. Now, the best way to communicate with the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash Bass or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the Anglers tab at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 Fishing and we have a great deal for you right now. The Gerald Swindle Design Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 Reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. Now I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Get 20% off with the code BASSRADIO20. The Strike King Bassmaster College Series is underway at Lake Murray, and if you're going to talk Murray, you need to talk to Davey Height, and he's coming up a little bit later on in the show with a look ahead to the Elite Series as well. And speaking of the Carolinas, North Carolina Shane LeHue had a fine season last year, finishing 16th in the AOI standings. We'll get his thoughts about the upcoming season and talk about midwinter fishing in his part of the world as well. But in our leadoff role, it's Californian Bryant Smith, who finished third in the Rookie of the Year standings and 13th in the AOI. And he joins us now to talk about the upcoming season on the VMC Hook is Bryant Smith. Bryant, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, We are fantastic over here. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that third place finish for you in the Rookie of the Year. I think 630-some-odd points, something like that. You know, in years past, that wins Rookie of the Year. What a rookie class you are a part of this year. And, of course, Joey C. Fuentes running out there and winning a couple of blue trophies uh, made it a little bit easier on him. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was quite the rookie class we had. Definitely one of the strongest ones I can remember. And, uh, you know, I was just lucky enough to fish against those guys and really just excited and happy to be up there in the standings this year. You know, you made the elites coming through the Opens, an outstanding uh, Southern Open swing in 2022, uh, where you finished 26th, 23rd, and 2nd in your three events uh, in 2022. Are you you happy? Not to take anything away from you, because, you know, you've had a couple of wins on the FLW. You've been a stick, uh, you know, out there, a hammer out west uh, over the years as well. But are you kind of happy that you were in that last class that got in without having to go through the EQs? Because this EQ thing is quite the grind. Oh, I count my blessings every single day. Um, it's, you know, it's funny. It's not something I wouldn't have done. I would have absolutely signed up for the EQs. You know, I had the ultimate dream in mind of, of making it on the elites, but, uh, it, it's definitely a lot easier making it in three than it is nine. Yeah, and there's some interesting things going on this year as well with the uh, with one bass out there out west, and uh, those are waters that you know very well. And it's kind of cool that there's a path now for those guys to the nation championship, which is a path as well to the uh, to the classic and ultimately to the elites. So that's that's kind of cool. It's a great way to kind of bring uh, a great organization from out west into the mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, One Bass, they're one of the top tier tournament organizations we have out here on the West Coast and having them kind of team up with Bassmaster and giving us Western guys 
a, a clear path to the uh, classic and, and possibility to the elites, all that stuff. Um, it, you know, it means a lot to us because I know it's hard for tournament organizations to make that big jump and, and have a full, uh, full tournament circuit out West, but to, to now have that clear path, man, it, it means a lot to the West coast. So you can you stay in California. Uh, there are a number of Californians uh, that are on the tour that, you know, have moved to either to Texas or to have moved all the way over uh, to the Eastern time zone, but you stay out there. There's a few of you that do that. Ish Monroe does that and so on. So what will, how does it work for you? You'll make that first run to Texas and then do you leave your rig out here? And, and then if it's not back to back, do you, 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 you get on a plane and hop back home? That's exactly it. Yeah. I drive my rig out, um, one time at the beginning of the season and then I drive it home after the last event and uh, I just fly back and forth you know I have a lot of uh, great friends that I've met over the years that kind of scattered around the east coast that I can just kind of call and they'll they'll take care of my boat my truck and give me a ride to the airport and um, it's a heck of a lot quicker to jump on a plane than it is to make that two three three day drive home. Tell us why you don't make the movies. I mean, there are different guys that have different reasons, families or their wife has a job or whatever. But what is what is the reason for you to to to, uh, to maintain your California status? It's definitely my family. Um, you know, we got our my side of the family so close to us, and then my wife's side of the family lives ah. literally two minutes away from us. Um, you know, it, it just works out really well, and I don't mind hopping on a plane. Um, if you really kind of break it down, I, I end up spending, if I was to drive home after a tournament, depending on where it is, it's almost the same as a plane ride. So yeah. um, I like it's not that big of a deal for me and, and we've made it work over the years well at least you're not paying california taxes on your earnings i guess right i mean i mean i don't know how that i don't know how that works i guess i guess you pay taxes in whatever yeah. state you 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 fish that particular tournament in right you don't you don't have to pay them back in in california because that might be a little deterrent i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah, no doubt uh brian smith with us here let's talk about this year that you had because like i said you came mm-hmm. off of that uh, that great run through the through the opens uh and then got things going with a 58th place finish middle of the pack you know at Okeechobee uh made Saturday cuts the next couple of weeks you know made it all the way to 12th at Murray then 7th you got it rolling uh that must be a part of the country that you like South Carolina was very if you were to move east South Carolina might where be where you want to go after going 12th and 7th uh out there at at uh at Murray and Sandy Cooper Absolutely. You know, I've always told my wife, if we ever do move for whatever reason, we are going to South Carolina. Um, South Carolina has always treated me really well. I have no idea why, you know, it's, it's about as far away from my house as possible, but uh, it's definitely kind of that home away from home. It's, it's an area of the country that I'm really, really comfortable with, whether it's the blueback herring lakes or, uh, you know, cypress trees at Santee, you know, it all just kind of fits my style and I've always tended to, to do well there. It, it, but it's not really something, I mean, is it similar to what you see out there and where you cut your teeth? No, no. Like the way that blueback herring fish set up is absolutely like, it was something I had to learn once I, I started fishing nationally. And, uh, the only thing I could say it kind of reminds me of is we do a lot of like point hopping and power fishing, stuff like that, moving, moving really, really quick out mm-hmm. here on the West coast. And that's something I was definitely comfortable with. Uh, once I figured out how they, how those fish kind of related to, uh, you know, bottom structure, stuff like that. Uh, you make a Saturday cut at Lay Lake, uh, 36th place there, and then stumble a little bit at the Sabine, which will cut, <laughs> that'll get a lot of people going in the opposite director, uh, direction, but 69th at Sabine, and then uh, at St. Clair, a 55 there. Is that, I mean, was there a point in time when you thought, you know what, I got a shot at this rookie of the year? I mean, this is something I think I can get this rookie of the year. Is that the point, though, where you, you, you felt that was slipping away a little bit when you went to Texas and up to Michigan? Yeah, you know, I think I led rookie of the year for like a week and a half or yeah. something in, in South Carolina. And then, yeah, once Texas and, and uh, St. Clair kind of went around, came around, um, 
Joey just put such a big lead out in front of us that uh, he, I knew he was going to be hard to catch. I didn't think it was impossible, but, uh, you know, that's really when he hit his stride and, and it was going to be tough to play catch up. Uh, great finishes at, uh, at you know, at uh, Lake Champlain and on the St. Lawrence River brought you in to a 13th place finish on the AOI list. Just talk about your excitement going into this year, starting out with a couple in Texas, and then you'll be at that classic at Grand Lake. And, and do you have any history at Grand Lake? Yeah, I'm excited to get this season started. You know, it's been a, it's been quite a long off season, a little bit more than I'm used to. So getting it started in Texas, I'm looking forward to those too. But yeah, absolutely looking forward to Grand Lake. Um, you know, I get to live out a childhood dream of fishing a Bassmaster Classic, and it's actually a lake that I'm fairly comfortable on. Um, I fished quite, you know, not a bunch, but maybe a couple weeks of my life on that lake. And, Mm -hmm. and I've always seemed to kind of gel with it. I've always seemed to kind of understand it. So, uh, having that little bit of familiarity with it is definitely going to help going into this. If I told you you were the 2024 Bassmaster Classic champ or the 2024 AOI champ, which would you take right now and just uh, scrap the rest of the season? That one's impossible. <laughs> that one's impossible. I want to win the classic so bad, but uh, definitely for for you know a career thing. But uh, an angler of the year that means you were better than every single guy the entire year. I would have to say the classic, just because it's the classic. It's something I've always I've always dreamt of, of fishing and winning. You know. Yeah, and three hundred thousand dollars would buy a lot of plane tickets back and forth to California <laughs> as well. So that's a, that's a good thing. And uh, I would think for a guy like you that. It is traveling um you know the way this schedule sets up with a number of back-to-backs is pretty good i love it yeah i absolutely love it um the way it worked out geographically you know i'm not backtracking very much this year that's nice too but um i really do enjoy the back-to-backs i think uh, you know especially if you have a, a stumbling you stumble one tournament you get a chance to kind of get right back into it and, and kind of redeem yourself so i've really really enjoyed this it's good stuff uh brian smith has been our guest brian we appreciate you good luck we'll see you out there i'll see you in tulsa for sure but uh, if we see you before then uh good luck the rest of the way have safe travels coming thank, in thank you so much all right thank you that's brian smith great stuff there all right we get a break in here when we come back shane lahue is up next on phoenix boats Bassmaster radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Henderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com. And start catching more fish. Welcome to Minnow King. How can I help you? Everything looks good. I'm friggin' starving, man. Been spawning all morning. Ugh, TMI, bro. What do you want? I'll take a Crush City Freeloader and Gizzard Shad. Anything to drink? Water. Pull ahead, please. Welcome to Minnow King. We're gonna have what he's had. Yeah, throw me in a Ned BLT, too. Pull ahead, please. 
calm down but feed him so much hey man i'm trying to man if, he, if, he if you him. overfeed him he's gonna hide under a log Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. And right now we have a tremendous deal for you. The new Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 reels are available at 13fishing.com and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now an opportunity to talk to a young man that had a very nice season this past year on the tour. Uh, went out there, finished 13th place in the Angler of the Year standings. He's closing in on a half a million dollars in winnings in his short career with Bass so far. Uh, he is Shane LeHue, and he is on the VMC hook. Shane, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fantastic. And uh, by the way, I got to ask you, you know, Brandon Cobb and I, we share a sponsor, and we're in, and, and he is uh, he's a good friend of the show. But I understand you play a little Call of Duty and Fortnite with him. So who is better at the video game deal? Is it is it you or Cobb when it comes down to the, to the video games? Uh, Cobb gets a nod on the video game. Uh, he, is, uh, he is fully invested. I'm not quite as invested as Cobb. We actually have been playing a lot here lately. New season of <laughs> Call of Duty came out, so yeah. uh, you know we had to get on that and been on that for you know about a month and a half. Well, with the way the weather was in the last week and a half, I would imagine that you had a lot of time to be uh, you know hunkered down in front of that uh, in front of that screen with a controller in your hands. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've I've still been fishing. Um, luckily, we didn't get any of the snow or any of that. It's just been uh, brutally cold, and I didn't go when it was ten and thirteen degrees in the mornings. Right. But uh, I've been fishing quite a few local tournaments. Uh, you know, about about one a week weekend. And you um, did you do any of that video game that came out? You know, with uh, with the bass fishing with bass. Did you did you uh, did you try that at all? And 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 try and fish on that thing. Uh, I have played it a few times. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There was no doubt about that. Shane LeHue with us here. Let's talk about your season that was. It was a very steady season. You know, it seemed like it was one of those years where, you know, you really didn't uh, crash and burn too much. I think you had one that was uh, down there a little bit, uh, Lay Lake, uh, where you finished 70th. But outside of that, I mean, you made Saturday cut after Saturday cut all the way through this thing, had a top 10 at Seminole, just kind of take me through this, uh, um, you know, how it unfolded for you because it, 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 it wasn't, uh, you just, you just didn't have a lot of bad finishes. You were always fishing on Saturday. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of been, uh, how I've been throughout my career. I mean, I, I typically do pretty well. I just, I got to figure out how to win one of these. Yeah. That's a goal. That's been a goal for a long time. That's maybe I'm trying to force it too much and make it happen a little too often, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's never bad to be consistent. Um, I feel like I'm getting getting to where I'm pretty versatile. Obviously, I I'm nowhere near knowing everything about fishing. None of us are. It's uh, uh-huh. it's always a learning curve. Um, you know, going to new places and stuff like that. I maybe need to. I don't know. I need to make an adjustment on on doing something on figuring out how to win one of these. But uh, no, I, I definitely. Uh, anytime you're fishing on the weekend, you're having a having a good tournament so yeah i was pretty fortunate last year um to make several of those um like i said the one bad finish at lay lake and that was that was on my own accord i had a good first day and just a bomb the second day yeah yeah that was it and uh, i mean every other tournament just about you had the uh you know you had the saturday finish um eh, st lawrence river you know i mean you catch yeah, 40 saint you lawrence. catch 40 pounds you know you're thinking about 40 pounds i've got to make it you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna make a decent check and then it ends up a 58th place finish i mean that just uh that place is just just nuts when it comes to that yeah i, I don't know what it is about the st lawrence but uh, I tend to dig myself a hole the first day, and then the second day, unfortunately, I had a mechanical issue and mm-hmm. uh, didn't really get to fish much after about 11:30. And I had uh, just pulled up to a place where I caught three uh, between four and three quarter and five and a quarter pounds. And uh, Cobb actually was coming over, and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm 
been having some issues. I said, go ahead and pull up on this. And he caught two more, almost five pounders. So wow. not saying I would have caught them, but more than likely yeah, <laughs> I right. probably made the cut that one as well. But that's just the way fishing goes. I, I mean, I've been really fortunate in my career. I've had two mechanical issues and 10 years of fishing or so, you know, 11 years of doing this professionally. That is, that's only cost me like four hours total of fishing. Right. So that, that's outstanding. I've been very, very fortunate to yeah. not ever have to worry about that. I, fully trust on the equipment that i've got yeah and in 2022 at clayton i mean you were top 10 i mean yeah seventh place finish there so you know it was it's not like you you don't understand that water now this year you guys will go back up the river to waddington what's your thought about that um will you will you make the 80 90 mile trip uh, back to the lake or uh do you look at it as a completely different uh, tournament when you go out of waddington or is it just a longer trip to get to where you want to go no it's yeah it's uh as long as the weather permits i'm gonna I, I, I'm uh, very honest, so I'm not very good at fishing that river. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed in the river the first day of the tournament this year. Uh, I caught a big one early, and it kind of it made me stay a little longer than I wanted to. It was, yeah. it was obviously very rough um, that first day of the tournament, but right. still a lot of guys went, and I, sh- I should have. But I caught like a five-and-three-quarter pounder like within the first 45 minutes. And then I ended up staying in that river and just, I, it burned me. Um, so more than likely I'll be making the run. Yeah. It's just going to be a long way, long way to get there. You know, when you finish 2022, you talk about, you know, unfamiliar waters. There's nothing more unfamiliar than Lake Oahe and, and, and of course the Mississippi river, you guys hadn't fished there out of lacrosse in a minute. And so those two tournaments, you finished with, with kind of two duds after that nice uh, finish at the St. Lawrence mm-hmm. river, but then you turn around and have this really consistent year, you know, that puts you in 13th place in the AOI firmly into the Bassmaster classic. So, you know, uh, it's all good when you, when you turn it around and when you look forward to this season now um this is a really interesting schedule with the starting out with the two tournaments back-to-back in texas and and then you'll go up to tulsa for the classic just talk about uh how how this uh, schedule sets up for you as far as uh, you're concerned uh i mean i like it i it, like I said you know doing something a little different you know typically we start in florida mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm always embracing doing something a little different um never never fish toledo bend I, uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, Lake Fork, obviously, you know, we've been there several times. I like that lake a lot. Yeah. Um, Grand Lake, I actually fished it one time when, gosh, I was probably 12 or 13 years old. So <laughs> I have no recollection of what that was. <laughs> I remember, I remember catching two fish on a, on a, uh, finesse jig for some reason. Me and my dad went, I think that's the only, we might've caught two or three fish all day long. We never really when we went, we'd never been there. He'd never really fished it much. So, um, so I have seen it, but, uh, I, I couldn't tell you where we fished or, or how to get around it. Or have you made the run over there to even just do the ride around and, and do the, uh, like Greg Hackney was on last week and he talked about going over there and didn't even take a rod with him, just drove around for three days and, uh, scoped and, and, and kind of looked things over. Uh, have you had a chance to do anything like that at all? Or were you saved it for practice? No, I, I didn't get out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done. I've I'm both ways on the uh, pre-practice deal. There's been a couple times it's helped me, and then there's been a lot of times it has not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I understand what Greg did. That's if I would have gone and done it, that's 100% what I would have done. Right. You know, fishing probably doesn't help you a ton, uh, being that we had to go before January 1st. Right. And then you know you're moving into March, which is just full on, probably more than likely. Uh, pre-spawn type bite so like it could change uh quite a bit the fishing wise now going out looking for structure and stuff like that yeah that obviously is always beneficial but uh for me i feel like you know we got four days of practice so that should be good for me that's uh yeah yeah, it should be good shane lehue with us here all right before we let you go uh we talked about this brutal cold front you talked about fishing some tournaments you're still fishing every every week and getting as much in as possible uh mid-winter right now we're we're you know we're we're getting a little bit warmer weather this past week and some some warmer rain and so on but uh give us a couple of tips your your best way attacking these fish right now that are in this high 40 degree type weather or water yeah i mean a Luckily for me, we have spotted bass, um, mm-hmm. so they are a little more aggressive. Now, largemouth, obviously, are a little slower when your water temps move into the 40s. But, uh, you know, we've been uh, plugging along with the Shane's baits. 
uh, umbrella rig here lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually won several tournaments this year, and they've pretty much every tournament we've won the majority of our fish we have caught. I like throwing it. You know, I'm a guy that when I come home and get to get to throw it around, it's a violent bite most of the time, so I have a lot of fun throwing it. But that and uh, it's hard to beat a crankbait and a jerkbait, something like a Berkeley square bull or a Berkeley stunner. We've been catching a lot of fish on that too. So obviously, uh, bait fish typically in the winter is a big key. You get around the bait fish, typically you're going to get some bites. That's a nice umbrella rig that you that you have. Is that something you'd like to see at some point? Then bring back to allowing it uh, on tour. Do you think fish has been conditioned to it a little bit, or do you think it's the right thing not doing it? Uh yeah. I mean, I think a lot. It, it really dominated, obviously, when it first came out, but. Uh, you know, for us, it's it's another tool. Um, I think the fisher, obviously, they've seen it a lot since, mm-hmm. since those days, right? I mean, it's uh, but there are certain times where, you know, it's hard to get a bite, and that it will that will get a bite. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm either way on it, honestly. Even <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having the company and um i'm good with either way to be honest i hear you i get it all right uh well i appreciate you we wish you the best of luck this upcoming season shane lehue has been our guest shane i appreciate it man go get him this year okay thank you i appreciate it i thank you that's shane lehue all right we get a break in here when we come back davy height will join us we're talking about the college series at murray that's his home lake and we'll get his take on the upcoming season next on phoenix boats bassmaster radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. The Bassmaster Elite Series is coming back to Toledo Bend Reservoir in Manny, Louisiana this February. Catch the pros at the live weigh-in shows on February 22nd through the 25th. While you're here, enjoy the free Bass on the Bend Festival and the Bassmaster Expo that Saturday and Sunday. Be at the Gamakatsu Bassmaster Elite Event February 22nd through the 25th at Cypress Bend Park in Manny, Louisiana. For more details, see ToledoBendLakeCountry.com slash Bassmaster Elite or visit Bassmaster.com. Get more out of your BASS membership. The new members-only section of Bassmaster.com gives exclusive how-to tips from the world's best bass anglers, tournament video archives from past decades, an historic library of features from Bassmaster Magazine, and members-only brand discounts to save you money. Already a member? Current members get all this by logging in at Bassmaster.com membership. Not a member? Don't miss out. Scan the QR code and join today. And we'll even throw in some free gifts. This is your boy Seth Fighter, and I'm going to give you my picks for the Rapala Fantasy Fishing. That's kind of where my picks are going, guys who are good little leg time. Got a lot of experience. Uh, I think he led a day or two last year. Co-spawn fish that are a little bit finicky. They've been, you know, hit pretty hard through the storm. They wanted to feed up. But in bucket A, there was one name that jumped out on that list. Me! There's so much to do, see, and experience in Henderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell. Boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails. Experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And uh, as as fate would have it, we are joined now by a Phoenix guy that goes way back with Phoenix, who actually, as we speak right now, is on his way to Winchester, Tennessee, about a mile and a half from the Bassmaster Radio studio, to pick up his new 2024 Phoenix Bass Boat. He is, of course, the great David Davy Height. He is a Hall of Famer, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer. He has won the Classic. He's won the uh, Forest Wood Cup. He's a two-time AOI. I mean, he's done it all. And, of course, the co-host of Bassmaster Live as well. Davey, welcome to the show. How are you? Great to be with you, Tom. Doing great. It's a little rainy out today driving to Phoenix uh, factory to get my boat, but it's always fun going to pick up a new bass boat, no doubt. You know, and it's been amazing to watch the growth of that company. You know, over the years, I remember doing a doing a remote in Nashville with my uh, weekly ESPN radio show, 
in 2007 at a car dealership and they, they had some Phoenix boats there as well. And uh, it was the very beginning of Phoenix. And I was like, look at that. Look at this. All these little creature comforts, you know. And we realized that this is a boat that was designed by fishermen for fishermen. And, uh, man, it's, it's been a great platform, a great boat. Uh, I've been running a Phoenix now for a number of years. It is just, just an outstanding boat and an outstanding company that has grown so much over the years. It, it really is, Tom. And, you know, everyone knows it's been in a Phoenix bass boat, what good boats they are. But a lot of people don't really get to know Gary and Teresa and Jeff and Tim and Brian and, and the folks there. And, and uh, you know, a lot more employees that I'm not going to mention names that take all of our time. But mm-hmm. just really good people that, that build a good product, you know, built by fishermen for fishermen is their motto. And it certainly is true. And, you know, they're, they're all friends. They're, you know, a company that I work with, but, but each and every one, uh, I can call a friend. Yeah. Very loyal company as well too. And I think I'm not sure I might be making this number up, but I think there's like 25 or 26 Phoenix boats being run on the elite series. You know, over 25% of the uh, boats run on the elites now are Phoenix. And, uh, it was amazing. I think of the EQs, I think half of the EQs that came in last year that uh, qualified for the elites run Phoenix as well. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a boat that, uh, that is very, very popular. We had, um, Greg Hackney on last week, of course, he was with Phoenix from the beginning as well. You don't see a lot of people jumping out of a Phoenix once they're in a Phoenix. <laughs> no, you really don't. And, and you nailed it, Tom. The company really isn't that old in a big picture of things when you look around. But uh, last year, I know it was the most popular boat on the Bassmaster Elite Series, and it's going to be that again this year with the new guys coming on. Half of them are in in the Phoenix Bass boat. So it's really incredible that it's the, you know, the, the number one boat on the Bassmaster Elite Tournament Series. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and still a family owned company, you know, which is really cool as well. Now, is there anything we know that the guys, you know, have an opportunity to, to, to put a lot of input into the boat? Uh, and of course, uh, Gary Klaus, a, a professional fisherman himself over the years. And uh, is there anything on the boat? That Davey Hyde can say, yeah, that was my idea. That was something. That was, I told him about that. That was a good idea from me. So I would like to say the heated seat, but it wasn't my <laughs> idea. But but I got to tell you a quick story about that. I knew that they had that as an option on some boats. And for several years, I thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> but once I've got a heated seat, I'll never go back to not having a heated seat in, in the driver's seat of my boat. It is absolutely wonderful in the winter. I don't have the heated seat. I was upset when I found out about it. I'm like, wait a minute. How come I don't have the heated seat? And, uh, you know, I don't have that. But it's uh, that is one of the great uh, innovations that they that they came up with. There is no doubt about it. Which model are you running? I'm a, PH, a PHX guy. What are you running? So I've run a PHX the last two years. But this year I'm going with the XE. It's a new model that's uh, very similar to the PHX, but, but kind of has the elite gunnel you know, top cap of the boat. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, a boat very similar to the PHX, but a, but a few uh, little different bells and whistles. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff. Davey Height with us here. All right, um, I reached out to Davey because, of course, the Strike King College, uh, Bassmaster College Series is at Lake Murray as we speak, a couple of days there. And uh, before we get the specifics about the lake, I mean, what a weird – winter weather-wise it had been it had been a mild winter it felt like it was just going to be a mild winter and then we all got hit in the mid-south with that awful cold front i say mid-south everybody in the country got hit with that cold front that came through i know in uh, tennessee and alabama there were several inches of snow and ice i imagine it was the same that way over at the carolinas so you have that big cold front but now it's it's like 72 73 degrees in columbia south carolina talk to me about what that does to the fish and to the fishery so it's going to be 72, 73 degrees and raining. So the water temperature is going to really rise and the fishing should be great. It's going to be a sloppy mess for the anglers because mm-hmm. it's supposed to rain every day of the event. It's raining in practice form also. So uh, it's going to be, you know, a little, little wet for sure, but the fishing should be great. It should absolutely be, be great. It's, it's been great on Lake Murray for the last, you know, really for my whole life, but it kind of, it's better and, you know, highs and highs and lows, so to speak, like every fishery. But for the last 18 months, I do not know of a tournament at any level that it took less than 20 pounds to win. Yeah. And it's, that's absolutely incredible. And that's spring, winter, summer, fall. I mean, that is 
all season long. So Lake Murray is really good right now. You know, in Bassmaster Magazine, it was voted the best lake in the southeast, and I think third best in the entire country. Yeah, number four. Uh, it's it's yeah. really been putting out good strings of fish all year long. Yeah, I mean that is that is incredible. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it, it, you know, it's a lake. I don't know. Will we see? I mean, could it be 50 pounds for two days uh, by the time they get done weighing in here at the at the end of the day on Saturday? Most people are hearing this show on Saturday, but um, you know, I, I know a lot of people think that it'll take 20 to 25 a day right now in a pre-spawn mode. There, I mean, could we see 50 pounds to win it for a two-day deal? It wouldn't surprise me. You know, that's a that's a tough mark to do twenty five pounds a day, back to back days. But it it wouldn't really shock me. Um, you know, they had a, a you know a mid sized local tournament there last weekend, and that's when it was so cold in the yeah. very windy conditions. And you know, twenty four pounds one. I think it took twenty pounds of being like sixth place, and only about fifty or sixty boats fishing. So, and and you know, the weather is going to be you know not real comfortable with just all the rain this weekend, but the fishing should be better with the rising temperatures and the warm rain so talk to us uh, you're talking to people now all throughout the mid-south talk about this late winter type pre-spawn deal uh um you know i would imagine that uh, some shallow running crankbaits and so on like that are, are are in play at murray this week but um you know you're you're a noted jig fisherman an outstanding jig fisherman with those living skirts and and, and so on but um you know what are some of the best techniques that you like to employ when we're in this late winter uh scenario in the mid-south well, what makes Lake Murray so great is the diversity that we have there. And, you know, there will be a lot of fish caught on crankbaits. There will be fish caught on swimbaits, certainly jigs, like you, like you mentioned, jerkbaits, spinnerbaits, um, a little bit of everything, honestly, going on on Lake Murray because you have a good mixture. The upper end, probably the upper half of the lake with all the rain we've had, will be very stained. So it will be a lot of, you know, vibrating jigs, spinnerbaits crankbait type fishing going on but the lower end will stay relatively clear and and we have a mixture of vegetation that some guys will be you know using some lipless baits i love a dt6 uh that mm. time of year shad wrap some i shad wrapped more last week when the water temperatures were in the upper 40s but uh this weekend the, the water temperatures should be mid to upper 50s so i think you'll see guys with baits that are you know moving a lot more water a lot of the vibrating jig and swim baits and and, and crankbaits for sure this weekend. You know, over over uh, where I am, which is near Gunnersville, um, we love a DT6, a DT8 now. I mean, that DT8 is outstanding as well from Rapala. But that demon color, you know, it, it's like Gerald Swindle always said, it doesn't matter what color it is as long as it's demon uh, when the water is cold <laughs> like this. Um, do, do you see that? Does color matter a lot over there? And, and do, you like, uh, do you like that demon color in the stain water? I love the demon color and the DT6 and the DT8, but, you know, wherever I'm at across the country this time of year, you know, January, February, March, I'm going to use the crawfish type colors quite a bit, you know, brown, orange, red, Mm -hmm. but the demon color is my favorite this time of year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. A uh, great, great product from our friends uh, over at Rapala. Um, there'll be a tournament at Murray with the Elites coming up in May. What kind of a lake will that be May 9th through the 12th uh, post-spawn now? It'll be post-spawn. It really surprised me last year that Drew Benton and a lot of other folks uh, caught most of their fish sight fishing and it was a little late for the spawn but there will still be a few fish spawning in early may on lake murray but i'll be surprised if sight fishing is quite as big a player as it was last year there i think a lot of the anglers will probably be keen on schooling fish around a blueback heron and, and, and shad spawn and those sort of things yeah no doubt about it uh davy height uh joining us here as we talk uh, a little bit about not only the college series event going on at his home lake at lake murray but also taking a look ahead at an elite series schedule that is just absolutely outstanding. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with Davey Hype. We're talking about the upcoming season. We'll ask him uh, maybe about a pick or two, a wild card pick or two, maybe for AOI. Kyle Welsher, our reigning AOI this year, and and we'll see what he thinks about and what should be a very much a big fish type of deal uh, this upcoming season. We'll see who he likes in the AOI as well. We'll do all. All of that next right here on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.
Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Welcome to Minnow King. How can I help you? Everything looks good. I'm friggin' starving, man. Been spawning all morning. Ugh, TMI, bro. What do you want? I'll take a Crush City Freeloader and Gizzard Shad. Anything to drink? Water. Pull ahead, please. Welcome to Minnow King. We're gonna have what he's having. Yeah, throw me in a Ned BLT, too. Pull ahead, please. Calm down, quit feeding so much. Hey, man, I'm trying to, man, if you, if you, if you overfeed him, he's going to hide under a log. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. And right now, we have a tremendous deal for you. The new Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 reels are available at 13fishing.com, and for a limited time, you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20, only at 13fishing.com. The Bassmaster Elite Series is coming back to Toledo Bend Reservoir in Manny, Louisiana this February. Catch the pros at the live weigh-in shows on February 22nd through the 25th. While you're here, enjoy the free Bass on the Bend Festival and the Bassmaster Expo that Saturday and Sunday. Be at the Gamakatsu Bassmaster Elite Event February 22nd through the 25th at Cypress Bend Park in Manny, Louisiana. For more details, see ToledoBendLakeCountry.com slash Bassmaster Elite or visit Bassmaster.com. This is your boy Seth Fighter, and I'm going to give you my picks for the Rapala Fantasy Fishing. That's kind of where my picks are going, guys who are good little leg time. Got a lot of experience. Uh, I think he led a day or two last year. Post-spawn fish that are a little bit finicky. They've been, you know, hit pretty hard through the storm. They wanted to feed up. But in bucket A, there was one name that jumped out on that list. Me! At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series pro Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We, visiting, we are visiting with Davey Height, of course, uh, Bassmaster Live now. And uh, he, he ended his competitive career, I think it was about 2016 or so, uh, a Bassmaster Classic champion, a two-time AOI. And I ask him this every year because Davey is younger than me, and I'm still fishing tournaments, okay? I, I'm on my way to Okeechobee to fish in the open uh, at, at Okeechobee, and, and, and I asked Davey, I'm going to ask you again, how often, especially in the offseason, do you get to itch knowing that guys your age are still very, very competitive out there on the Elite Series? Uh, do, do you ever get the itch to, you know what, maybe I'm going to go fish some opens? Well, I, I do, and I might fish a couple opens, but that itch goes away on days like today, thinking about <laughs> being out there in the pouring down rain all day long looking for some fish. And, and I've got a couple of buddies with me in the truck, and we were talking earlier about, you know, you hear guys talking about putting three trolling motors on boats oh, now, putting, putting some kind of trolling motor on your, on your uh, anchors shallow water anchors. And uh, I, I just told them earlier, I said, you know, that's part of the reason I'm you know, not itching to go back and fish the elites right now that I have to ponder putting three trolling motors on my 21 XC this year. 
$70,000 boat with $70,000 worth of electronics now. It seems like by the time you get yeah, done with the forward facing and, and uh, yeah, the brakes, as they call them now, the brakes that you got to have on the, you know, on your, on your power poles and you watch, you watch, there'll be 10 guys running that this year. And then in a couple of years, uh, you know, it could be everybody and you just, you just hate that. Where are you on the forward facing? Because, you know, I, I, I know, uh, you're a power fisherman type guy. You're, you're, you're a target fisherman. You love doing that. That's what I love doing, but it almost feels like we're, we're falling so far behind if we're not proficient in the forward facing. And, and so many guys are running multiple forward facing on different views and so on. It's been very controversial. A lot of talk about it in the off season. Um, what, what is your take on forward facing and what it comes to fishing well tom you know i am old school and and i at times i look at it and i say wow i just you know the allure of the unknown of where a bass is or, or where it is not and and you have to fish and try to figure out that you know just from instincts it's certainly a big part of tournament fishing in my career but then i also see you know technology is a great thing and and i appreciate so many advancements from our mapping to our you know, side imaging, you could just go on and on. So, so I do embrace technology also. I, I actually did a show at a, a Phoenix dealer up in right outside of Indianapolis this past weekend, Honey Creek Tackle, and did a seminar. And that's the first question I got asked when I finished the seminar is, what, what's your take on four-facing uh, sonar? And my answer was, who would you like to vote for, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? I mean, it's that controversial, and you can really stir things up when you ask that question because, Everyone's got a different opinion, and uh, a lot of people make sense when they give their opinion. So, you know, we'll just have to see. I mean, Bass is really looking at it hard this year. Uh, we actually have a, a small committee that's just dedicated to do that and, and meet quite often, and I am on that committee, and we're going to really look at it and see exactly what guys are using. And, you know, the, the big thing is we want to make it fun for people to fish tournaments, but also the fans are the number one thing in our sport, mm-hmm. and it needs to be fun for people to watch tournaments and enjoy and learn watching tournaments. And I have heard, you know, a fair amount of negatives with people saying, you know, I just don't enjoy watching somebody look at the screen all day. Yeah. And I get that, but, but I think we can work on that with the anglers and have them describe exactly what they're looking at and what they're doing and, and make it a lot better to watch. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, when, when I first got uh, 2D sonar and my, my had my dad out fishing with me and, and uh, you know, he's like, what are you doing? What are you looking at? I said, well, you see, now I, instead of having a flasher, now we got this here 2D sonar. We can kind of see the contour. That's cheating, you know, and, 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 and they thought that was bad. And I would imagine going all the way back to the 70s with the trolley motors and everything else, you know, they thought that some of that was, uh, was too much. But there has to be a line somewhere. I... I'm interested to see like what the Boone and Crockett people say about deer hunting. You know what I mean? And what what is a what is a, a fair hunt? Um, and it is interesting the way they restrict any kind of use of electronics when you're hunting deer. You don't flashlight deer. You don't do you don't do that. You know in the woods. So it's kind of a certain amount of that that is involved too. You you, you wonder about the the fairness of the hunt, if you will, and applying that to to bass fishing. You're you're one hundred percent right, Tom. Like I say, I've talked to a lot of people because I think it's a you know, it's it's a big deal in our sport and how far it goes and do you limit it. And and so many people their argument is you can't hold back technology. You have to let advancements, you know, in technology take its place. But every sport that I know of, every professional sport that I know of limits that technology. Mm-hmm. You can start with golf, which is very similar to our sport, and we have a lot of fans that are NASCAR fans. I guarantee you Ford, Chevrolet, and Toyota can build a car that will drive itself around that track better than any driver can drive that car around that track. Do you want that? That's technology. Yeah. You know, you, you have to look at, you know, technology, AI nowadays is a whole different animal. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Davey Height with us talking about uh, the forward-facing sonar controversy as well. All right, let's talk about the season upcoming a little bit. Uh, Kyle Welsher, I won't say he came out of nowhere because the kid has always been hovering around the top 10 and so on, but he came off a, uh, a little bit of a rough year and and then won the AOI without a blue trophy. We saw Joey C. Fuentes win a couple of blue trophies a couple of years ago. We saw Brandon Cobb do that uh, as well, but consistency is what wins the AOI. You've won it twice. If there is a name or two out there that we might not be thinking of this year, my pick last year was Brandon Lester, and he had a terrible year, so now I don't want to pick him 
anymore because I don't <laughs> want to jinx him. He's a friend. Um, but uh, give me a name or two that uh, you think we need to keep an eye on, especially looking at the schedule. Well, I like your pick with Brandon Lester. I've said for a couple of years now that he's due to win a classic or an AOI. Just a great fisherman, uh, you know, well-rounded. He can finesse fish. He can power fish, that sort of thing. He's a great fisherman. I guess I guess the one that I think is really due and, and has done so well consistently in the top 10 AOI ever since he's been fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, Patrick Walters comes to my mm. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Patrick's a, he's he's an outstanding fisherman and, and shows a lot of versatility. Fishes a lot too, which is which is I think I think that keeps a guy sharp. You know, I know he fishes some MPF foul stuff and and some other you know things. So I think that that is something that helps a guy out as well. This schedule starts out with you know Toledo Bend and Lake Fork. You know, two two lakes not too far from each other, back to back weeks, and then of course after the classic, the back to back in uh, Florida in April. We haven't done that in a in a long time mid-april at the harris chain at st john's river then over there to murray we talked about that two over here in alabama uh as well uh which is uh, basically virtually back to back and then the two in new york i really like the way the schedule flows what's your thought about the schedule i I do and, and i'm a big fan of starting in texas and then going to florida you know we start in florida quite often and and you know we're fishing some of the same fisheries that we've fished many times before but a different time of year makes those fisheries just seem so different because you'll have different patterns and there'll be a lot more vegetation in those lakes in florida uh later in the year than there are when we go down there in february so i'm really looking forward to it and starting off the year at at toledo bend and lake fork i mean toledo bend has kicked out the last few early springs late winters you know january february march has kicked out double digit fish like no other lake that i really know of so i really expect to see some double digit fish there and i just talked to lee Livesey about a week ago about four that time of year and he he absolutely thinks that you know the top five or six will have to have over 100 pounds so certainly excited about the start to the year and then the classic and going to florida at a different time would be great should be a lot of top water fishing there which is great to watch and then lake murray will be on fire like it has been for the last few years and you know every Every event is going to be very special and very unique. Yeah. Um, Smith Lake, of course, you know, I, I live on the Tennessee-Alabama border, and, and, and it's kind of my part of the country here. I'm just thinking about Smith Lake the weekend before the 4th of July. Uh, at least there won't be a lot of people on the water. You know what I mean? It, it should be. It should be. The, the fishermen <laughs> should have the lake to themselves. It's not like I think the pattern might be fishing other under other people's pontoon boats. That might be the pattern. You know, yeah. find a redneck yacht club and fish underneath <laughs> that. That's what you're going to flip for. Yeah, it, it will be. I did mention in there that every every tournament would be unique, and that's certainly something that at uh, Smith Lake is going to be very interesting to see the boat traffic out on that lake that time of year. I will say this. I've heard, you know, that that day being at Smith Lake, a lot of people are like, wow, why are we going there then? But I've heard a few local people say you're going to be shocked at how good the fishing is that oh, time of year. So really looking forward to seeing it. No, it'll be outstanding for sure, as is Davey Hyde. Davey, I appreciate you so much. Uh, great stuff as always. Safe travels to pick up your boat. And uh, Winchester, you never know, I might stumble into you in a diner here in Winchester uh, when you're over here. So uh, we appreciate you as always, and I'll see you in Tulsa at the very least. Thank you so much, Tom. See you there. All right. Thank you. That's going to do it for today's show. Remember, if you missed any of the show, it's just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Anglers page and you can see Bassmaster Radio listed, listed there. So until next time, keep those lines tight and nets heavy. I'm Tom Abraham. And this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.